Last time on the Dungeon Patrol, our heroes questioned the emissaries from Ashmore, but learned very little before the unannounced arrival of the Elven Major Domo, who proposed a quick resolution to their tepid treaty talks. The party agreed to the terms, but not before inspecting Lady Greylash's magically preserved corpse, which ultimately proved their theories correct. Will our budding sleuths now fast-talk their way into another alliance? Find out now. So 46. Yeah. Exciting Ooh. stuff. Oh. Can't we're, wait. If people on the edge of their seats, they're just waiting to find out I, what the heck's going on. I, it's okay. I have not slept all week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. This is, uh, this is getting pretty intense. You guys are uh, slowly peeling away the layers of this uh, mighty, stinky onion. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> There have been tears. People are upset. You guys are uh, doing some good work here, trying to figure out what the heck happened to uh, Lady Greylash and uh, trying to be the guys that uh, rekindled this alliance for Ashmore and the elves. And now you're getting your chance because mm. last time you were ushered into the Heartwood Hollow that has strange magical effects on people. Were we are we're weaponless or do we have our weapons? Uh, are we allowed to wear? Yeah, you can have your weapons. Mm. I am my weapon. Ooh. <laughs> Actually, that's, you that's, are. That's yeah. a good quote. Can yeah. I use that in the future? <laughs> no. Kalsho <laughs> uh, still talking to a sword. I'm imagining. It's okay. Dora just started her merch line. I am the weapon. <laughs> I am T-shirts the weapon. available soon. Yeah, we'll have t-shirts. It's going to be awesome. Uh yeah. Anything we want to talk about before we get started? Nope. Jump right in. Yeah, let's do it. I think I'd like to know that I'm in the full my my night. We've got a brooch, right? Yes. Yes. It, I'm completely Are you decked wearing, out. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, I suppose we the should the finest be of nice. my clothes. Yeah, we should dress oh, up. Oh, that's and, a good point. I mean, where are those white? The polices. <sighs> yes, police. That's it. Okay. The little coat over one arm. Uh-huh. Oh gosh, you guys are stylish. We represent. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I've got my nice outfit on then. Uh, Elrond combed his hair, so that was good. How many times we see his I mean, hair? He's always yeah, like yeah, he's he always under the hood. Yeah. 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 Really know. Oh, got the hood oh, down yeah. for a change. Oh, you yeah. have hair. Yeah, you yeah. have hair. <laughs> <laughs> Surprising. Uh, it's normally just hood. Going to pat him on the back and say, "No pressure, Elrond. Just <laughs> do your best. And if your yes, best is not uh, good enough, we all die. <laughs> save, save well, the kingdom. Yes, you might. But okay. So last time you guys were. Uh, led to Heartwood Hollow, and uh, it's at the base of the tree. There's a kind of naturally formed uh, table um, in the center of the space. Uh, there are little, uh, you know, bumps and roots and things from this enormous tree all over the place that have kind of sort of over the years formed into benches and seating areas, and there are, you know, hundreds of elves now gathered in this space, just uh, 
very patiently awaiting the spectacle that's about to unfold. Um, and Shay went with you, I believe. And she comes up to you, Alaron, and she very quietly uh, says, its magic is strangely powerful. Just be aware of it at all times if you can. The right words and pure intent can quickly be transformed into agreement and action, but the heart would tends to draw out the truth. So think about what is in your heart before agreeing to this. And Gandolin will also be there, but remember, he has been doing this for more than a hundred years. He has learned how to deal with the tree's magic. Just be careful, okay? It's cheap, Jerry. It's just cheap. <laughs> so it affects me, but it doesn't affect my I, foe. That's, yeah. Yeah. I think as just right now, I'm going to request you to turn my mic off for this. <laughs> Hear you in the background talking away. <laughs> I'm going to step away from my mic away. From, I'll just back off right now. Um, and as you get close to this, uh, this table, you, you know, Alron. What do um, I feel? You, uh, you don't really feel, but it's almost like you hear some kind of tinkling of chimes or some music that's just kind of out out uh, in the distance, and you seems to be coming from all around you, and you just can't quite place it. It's just there in the back of your mind, just this very faint sort of soundtrack that's playing um, as you take your seat at the center on the opposite side of the council. And in the center on their side, you see King Narathian, Queen Esmea, uh, and they nod as you all take your seats at the table. And Esmea uh, uh, even uh, offers a smile at you, Alaron. Uh, Gandolin is there, and he does not smile or nod. He's just glaring at you all. Um... And then they do introductions, and you see there's a high cleric of Elberon there, uh, and her name is Ariste. Uh, you are introduced to Muradam, the high general of the uh, elven uh, armies. Uh, there's someone named Lorevale who represents all of the guild uh, artisans and craftsmen. Um, uh, in the capital city, someone named Delvarion, who is uh, also does not nod and is representing all of the elven noble families, and uh, Athridea. Uh, she is elected by the uh, regular, you know, Joe Six Pack Elves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe six pack elves. Oh. Joe six mead elves. Yeah, so she is, she is their representative, the the commoners, um, and so it's a you know it's a very kind of you know everybody has a say, and and like I said before, Narathian and Ismaia really like to build consensus, and this is where they do it normally, um, but they haven't had an elf represent Ashmore um, ever, probably not a full elf like you, Elrond. So this is kind of a new thing for them, and and they uh, offered this as a way to speed these negotiations along because obviously not 
ideal that their first emissary would die <laughs> in the process. You know, that's not the outcome they were going for. So uh, what, what's going to happen is somebody tells you that there's, there's an opening statement uh, that you'll be basically making your request. Like you'll be asking, what, what are you here for? What are you asking of us? And uh, I'm assuming that has something to do with, you know, an alliance, right? And then if anyone opposes this request, they will have a chance to say their, their side. And then uh, the council is going to ask you a bunch of questions. Do we have opportunities to ask questions? Uh, you could uh, confer with Eleron if you want, or you want to pass questions on to him to ask in case he gets uh, a chance. Yeah, you can do that. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to have them seated close to me if that's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can pass some notes. I, I I was just about to say I get out my my calligraphy kit and papers and I'm ready. Awesome. Um, cool show. If you want to pass me doodles, I would appreciate it. <laughs> Just him stabbing <laughs> Gandolin in the head. That'll make me feel a lot better. I'll yeah. stick figures with him. <laughs> I would like to see if my telepathy can work here. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to send him a message just saying, check, check. <laughs> um, if he chooses to accept it, remember he has that, Willfully. Uh, that ring. Oh, yeah. that's right. I mean, that way she can send me a message and I can just, you know. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> yeah, but I can't discuss it with you that way. That's the problem. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you, you have some, some methods. And, of course, you can always ask for a, a break sure. um, mm-hmm. to confer if you wanted to. Um, so everyone's staring at you, Alron. There's a hush comes over the crowd of elves. And uh, everyone turns and looks at you, like I'm doing right now. Your Highness, good counsel, free elves, I bring greetings to you from Ashmore. Ashmore has seen a plague of violence across our land. And I believe even the woods have felt the tremors that are beginning to grow. As longtime allies, we beseech your aid in standing against the evil that is growing. And let us forge an alliance that can benefit both of our kingdoms for ages to come. It's well done. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's well said. There you go. Good job. Um, so everyone kind of, you know, you, you hear like kind of murmurs coming from the you know, elves that have gathered here um, after you're done speaking. Um, uh, Shay looks over and gives you a little smile and a nod. And uh, the other elves, you know, are kind of looking around in the council. They're looking at each other. And some of them seem, you know, agreeable. And the king and queen are trying to keep it fairly, you know, uh, neutral. But they they nod, you know, and seem like well, that, was, that was well, well said. Um, but then you see Gandolin stand up he slowly pushes himself away from the from the the seat he stands up and he's i'll keep this refreshingly short dear council members these emissaries represent danger their mere presence in our sacred wood invites 
discord. Their stories are outlandish. Their cause is a quagmire. Elves have no business meddling in human affairs, just as humans have no right to meddle in our own. I have been chair of this high council of noble elves for more than one hundred years. I can remember our last alliance with humans and the immense tragedy that resulted from that union. My memory is long, friends, and the pain of those events will be carried with me until I, too, join Orfe in the eternal forest. Do not allow these emissaries to erase those events. Do not be tempted to revisit that loss, because surely an alliance with humans will always result in the unnecessary deaths of good elves. These troublesome visitors should be quarantined until such time as we can assure their continued health, then sent back to whence they came. That is all. And he sits back down very slowly, glaring at you, Elrond. The council seems, you know, some of them seem like, yeah, 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 he makes a good point. You know, humans suck, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> poor Bjorn is just... Uh, I mean, there's only one human in their group. Yeah, I know. But right. whatever, whatevs. And is like totally cool. He's just like... Oh, no. I don't know about that. And is sitting there imagining putting his sword through Gadoon's <laughs> body. Starts sharpening his sword. In different, different ways. ways. Yeah. Right, right. Uh... So the the king, uh, he speaks up and, and he basically says, uh, Council, we will now allow you to answer, ask your questions of our emissary, Alaron. And the first question comes from uh, Ariste. Why should we involve ourselves with your civil war? I fear that our civil war will become an outright war for you. Part of our civil war is an animosity between humans and non-humans. And yet Ashmore is a country of many races, and we aspire to stay that way. You will see that our team of emissaries has several different races. This is not about your country of elves versus humans. This is about your country of elves and an allied country of many races. If, if we fall, then you will have a country that hates all that are not human. You have a country that will be expansionist and seek to encroach upon your woods. By yep. standing with us, you protect your own borders. Great. So the queen looks at you and she's like, so... Am I to understand that you would still be in favor of a joint council between all of us, all races represented equally, to determine affairs that involve everyone? This was not my proposal. I believe it was Lady Greylash who suggested this. I think it is a wonderful solution. Great. We have made accords with the dwarves. 
Yes, we we have heard that the dwarves have, have entered. That is most interesting. Um, thank you. So, uh, next question is, um, uh, comes from, uh, the noble elf. Um, what was his, his name? Um, Delvarian. And he says, you bring word of outside dangers, but our most learned scholars agree that what you describe is impossible or highly unlikely. Why should we believe you? You call us liars. Is that what you do in these very council chambers? You would call me a liar. I, no, I... Do I, not the magics of this hall ensure that my heart speaks true? Yes, and should uh, offer us some assurances. That's why Therefore, you should the not doubt me. Yes. All right. <laughs> do you want to do a mic I drop now? Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You got served. Uh, well done. Someone just got a good lawyered. <laughs> Man, yeah, this is turning out poorly for uh, Gandolin's crew here. Um, after that, you know, everyone's kind of like nodding, you know, like, yeah. And uh, the king, he, <laughs> Narathian, he, he jumps in and he's like, how did you end up a priest of Ilo in the human world? <laughs> Again, your highness, it is not a human world. It is a multicultural world. I was adopted by the faith of Ilo after, after I was found. I am not certain what my origins were before that, but I was raised in the faith of Ilo and have begun to cross the land sharing the wisdom that I have gained. Where did you grow up? In Falling Water in Ashmore. Hmm. And he, you see him look at you and uh, he's nodding and kind of like, hmm, you know, the gears are turning in his head. Um, let's see, what other questions? Oh, um, uh, I'll see uh, who was going to ask this. Uh, Athridea. Uh, representing the uh, common elves, your Joe Sixpack elves. Uh, she says, How do we know we will not be ignored once again when your queen is in power? Ignored in what sense? It seems like in the past, and I am not a historian or a scholar of any sort, but it seems that we have helped humans and we've had alliances and when you've needed us, we have been there. But when you don't need us, we are forgotten. Has the kingdom needed help from Ashmore in the past several decades and Ashmore failed to be there? Of this I am unaware. Well, no, not, <laughs> not that I know of. It's been a long time since we've had such dealings with Ashmore. Your concerns are valid, and we should seek to 
create a pact that we both can affirm. If we form this multiracial council, hopefully with the, the dwarves as well, we can all hold each other accountable. Okay. So at that, all, you know, uh, most of the council is, is nodding, um, you know, except for Gandlin, who's still glaring at you, and he's sort of taking stock. He's looking up and down the, you know, this table and... I'm going to shoot him a wink. <laughs> he seems he seems very uh, grumpy at uh, the way this is, uh, this is going. And... Um, uh, the only other person that's not nodding and and uh, seems to be in agreement is is Narathian, who's now he's just staring at you. Just you can see that he's still the gears are turning. And um, Gandolin finally, like he stands up and you know slams his hands down on this table, and he's enough of this foolish exercise. They should be confined to their quarters for the duration of their stay to prevent the spread of their disease, to stop their ill-informed rumor-mongering. Now, we have much more important business to do. And he's interrupted by Narathian, who also stands and says, Do not presume to speak for the royal family on this matter, Elder Gandolin. You should remember your place. And Gandolin is all, you know, like, seems shocked that he's been, you know, uh, told to sit down and shut up by his king. Um, he starts to stammer some apologies. And Narathian's like, I'm astonished that you have not, that you have yet to realize to whom you speak. And he starts apologizing again. And, and you know, he's just kind of blubbering now. And, um Narathian's like, I'm not speaking about myself, you old fool. I'm referring to the elf that sits before you, the emissary from Ashmore. Uh, and Gandolin looks really confused by that. I'm um, looking really confused by that, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Gandolin says something about him, you know, that you're an emissary and, and deserving respect, and he should he should have remembered that, you know, and... Um, he seems, you know, just kind of stupefied and Narathian is like, he's, he's much more than an emissary. I am convinced that he was born Elthander Nordellin, son of Elswin and Kelthander. He is the lone survivor of the tragedy of Northwall. And as I'm now certain that you are aware, Gandolin, he is your grandson. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing, Jerry? <laughs> Why are you doing this, Jerry? Uh, Gandolin just like sits back in his seat and is just like uh, uh, floored. And everyone gasps on the council and they're all looking and the queen is the only one and she's just sitting there with this uh, smile on her face and nodding approvingly at her husband. Um, and... Anyway, like, you know, you can hear everyone talking and that music that you heard, you know, it's like louder and it's like, you know, mm. tinkling in the background and it's, you know, um, anyway, <laughs> uh, the, the king goes on to, to, to tell you the story of, you know, his, his friend, 
um, uh, Kelfander, who was uh, high general at the time of uh, the elven armies uh, and took charge of their uh, delegation at Northwall and uh, said all of the all of the children in Northwall when they realized that um, uh, Eldzik had escaped uh, the you know attack on uh, Arguin's pass that he might come and attack one of the other two uh, mm-hmm. fortresses uh, they, they ordered all of the children out of the fortress. And so all of the children, all of the, you know, enfeebled, all of the, you know, older uh, elves and humans and dwarves were sent away, people that couldn't help in the actual fight. But there was one elf that stayed behind because that elf, or one babe that stayed behind because uh happened to be the newborn son of the high general and his uh, wife, uh, Elswin, who was a elven council member. And now, Narathian believes that he has figured out who you are, that they are your parents. So, Gendolin finally recovers, and he's like, he's like, I, I, how, how do you, how do you th- come to believe this, my, my lord? And, uh, Narathian, like, you know, just, I asked question, you know, it's not common for a full elf to be out and, you know, find himself an orphan in Ashmore. You know, who else could it be? And listen to the tree, Gandolin. The tree recognizes him. Like this, this is impossible to explain in any other way, and you know it. And Gandolin just like sits back again, and he looks, you know, shocked still, just mouth hanging open, occasionally looking at you, sneaking a glance at you. Um, and then Narathian's like, "Well, I have word to report uh, from." Uh, when you arrived I asked him to send our twelve fleetest scouts north to Harmony Bay when there they encountered a strange and unnatural fog approximately two leagues from the shore they pressed on and were attacked by a creature that none of them had seen before only five of our scouts have returned and I fear that is all that shall ever return the creature was most fierce. And uh, everyone kind of turns and looks at Florvane, who's standing over at the side, and he nods like that's indeed what what was reported to him. And then Esmea speaks up, you know, and the council just looks like floored by all of this information. And uh, she says, thank you, Florvane. Thank you, dearest husband. I propose that we ally ourselves with the young queen of Ashmore. I propose that we aid her fight, and in return we work together to face all future challenges together. I propose that we send these emissaries back with our promises, and I propose that High General Muradam ready the elves for war. What say you, council? And you can see that the council's 
all in agreement. They all agree with the queen's proposals, and everyone seems happy. And Gandolin even like kind of nods and you know doesn't speak out loud, but he he's in agreement. And um, and she calls for a conclusion to the meeting at that point. And all of the elves rise and the elves in the audience kind of stand up and... Can, can we respond before she does that? Can. <laughs> I would like to offer a proposal. <laughs> I'm afraid we have concluded this meeting, but please. I would like to propose that Shay speak in regards to our emissary and what she found. Okay. Why don't you roll a, um, uh, I'll say a wisdom check. Oh, geez. Seriously? Yeah. 16. Okay. So for the briefest second as you were speaking, you, you hear, you think you hear the tinkling of some music or chimes just, just for a split second. Um, but nothing else really happens to you. You manage to say what you said and, and, um, you know, you feel, you feel pretty good about it and you feel like, uh, you should, uh, you know, speak up more like, uh, man, I'm good at this talking stuff. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and so you, uh, you say what you said and then the, the queen looks around and everyone's kind of in various states of standing around the table, except for Gandolin, who's still sitting. Um, and then they all you know, kind of the queen, they all look to the queen and then she um, motions for uh, Shay to uh, to speak. And Shay looks like she's been put on the spot, but that's fine. She had it coming. Yeah. And so she looks at you, Alaron, and the rest of you and, and she's like, my lady, I am sorry. Um, as, as you know, the Lady Greylash took ill and passed away, and we have been told that this was due to some unknown illness that she suffered from, some human malady that we had not seen before. Now, when I originally questioned this, I was immediately sent away to Harmony Bay, um, for no other reason uh, other than my my simple question about the diagnosis that came from Elder Gandolin here. Now, I have had opportunity to look at the body myself, and two of us have cast spells to try to detect what has happened, and I am now certain that some necromancy has occurred that caused her to take ill. It has nothing to do with a natural illness, my lady. It has everything to do with someone killing an emissary of Ashbor. And the only person I can think of that had the access and the knowledge is Elder Gandolin himself. And you hear the council like, all like, what? At the same time. And, uh... The people are looking at Gandolin, and Gandolin is still just kind of like out of it. And then he finally realizes what what was just said, and and then he like looks to the queen and the king, 
and they kind of nod to him and and he uh looks at Shay and you know he's like shaking his head and he's like I am sorry Shay I I did what I felt I had to something was amiss with this these emissaries someone in that party was causing this illness there was nothing that we could do about it the only thing that we could decide on was to keep them quarantined and hope that one of the the perpetrator would expose themselves in some way so that is what we did and when you started to question my diagnosis i couldn't have you ruin the whole plan so i just sent you away temporarily I wish I could have told you, but the Royal Highnesses uh, begged me to keep it under wraps because of the sensitive nature. But now we all know the truth, the rest of the story. Someone in the party killed Lady Greylash. So... They're all looking at you guys now. Like, Gandolin finally, you know, looks again at the at the queen and, you know, and he sort of, you know, seems like he's still out of it. And um, uh, the queen looks at you guys and she's, she's like, please tell us what you have discovered so far. <laughs> well, Elrond's Elrond the only one can talk. <laughs> it is as much as Shay has said. She shows signs of a magical disease. We have no proof of any of the party members being spellcasters, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, Gandolin, uh, he he starts to look at you when you're talking again. You know, part of it's just like trying to you know, come to grips with this uh, revelation that uh, you're his uh, long-lost grandson. You're not the only one, Gandolin, <laughs> to grasp this. <laughs> and so he's he, like, looks at you, but then he's, you know, it's like he hears the words, and he's like, uh, I, I was present. I can say that something strange happened when I was there treating Lady Greylash. I came into the room. I was eager to try a new treatment, and I have to say that I took some liberties and just barged in. And as I came into the room, I disturbed Lord Coram uh, from his slumber next to her. And as he came to, he, he started laughing on controllably he couldn't stop he just stared at me horrified but he couldn't stop laughing i found it most disconcerting and so i i left i figured that maybe the strain of his wife's illness had finally gotten to the man and so i assumed i would return later which i did and everything was was fine uh, we just kind of pretended like it didn't happen 
But that is the only thing I can think of. We thank you for this information, Elder Gandolin. My I, pleasure. Can I call you Pop Pop? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Do we see of a course. <laughs> Do we see a resemblance at all? Uh, yes. You now see like they look almost exactly alike. Now that you you can see Elrond without his hood up. Just thinking to myself, this just fits all. They're like the puzzle pieces are yeah. just coming together. <laughs> Do you guys see the face app thing? Uh, <laughs> like aging, yeah, yeah, that's that's what's happened. It's like Elrond took a selfie and uploaded it to the Face app thing and uh, posted it on Facebook now. And now Scornsby is all rights to your property. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so everyone looks really thoughtful. Um, but then eventually some of the other council members start to stand and uh, walk away. The uh, gathered elves around, they seem to be a little bit, you know, uh, slow to rise and uh, disperse because of uh, the revelations that have just occurred. And uh, you see the queen and king talking briefly and uh, they motion Florvane to come over and and um and they're just like how you know they walk over to you guys and uh they lead you off to the edge of this this area under the tree and as you walk towards the edge Elrond you hear the music in your head growing fainter and fainter as you get closer to the edge of the space and uh finally it stops and they look to you and and uh the rest of your party and they're like what what do you make of this you must go back i'm afraid if we take action we risk everything that has been accomplished today we don't want anyone to say that the elves mistreated an emissary of ashmore in any way i'm afraid you must deal with this you must find out who is the culprit and bring them to justice in your own way. All right, that sounds great. <laughs> so, well, I guess we can. So, what's the plan? We just we get to go now? So, I guess we have four suspects. Yeah. Yeah. One that I feel confident is not it. And we're just to believe Gendelin, even though we we're told not to possibly he has powers. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. He's still a suspect. Yep. But. You pop pop? He, he made these yeah. claims in front of the king and queen. Mm-hmm. And it clearly sounded like he had discussed this with them already which would be a clever cover either way well i would say he's maybe not number one suspect but maybe a suspect we can't i don't know just being the fact that shay told us before it started that he's gonna lie or he could possibly lie and then he says stuff and everybody believes him just makes i'm still uh, suspicious of it yep i agree all right 
So they they tell you that they will try to keep this this ruse going if you guys decide that you want to bring uh, all of the party back to Ashmore and deal with it there. Or, you know, if you want to dig in more and ask more questions, they will support you in any way, but they feel like they need to be fairly distant from whatever you guys decide. I think it's helpful that they're quarantined right now. Well, so if this is like a magic room of truth, can we just bring them all down here and ask them? Uh, could, but it doesn't, like I said, it's unpredictable with anyone who's yeah, not an elf. They're not elves. It, I don't know. Well, so, I mean, with four people, I guess I could quietly conduct the detect magic ritual on each of them. If you all distracted them and, you know. Or when, when they were asleep. Yeah, when they're asleep. Kulshel could hold them down. <laughs> so we could just tie them up in a in a line. <laughs> that we could do that too. Could just kill them all. But what would the detect magic tell us about them? If they just have magical items on them, or I don't think I don't know if it works like you can tell they're spellcasters. But if they had a, like a arcane tome or you know right. a spell book if there is be something that might you know like a holy symbol you know you use as arcane mm-hmm. a focus focus yeah so i mean is there a way to tell if somebody can make magic not really well <clears throat> we can't you don't feel safe of doing this on the road or back Let's take the show. This place is just giving me creeps. It's just just... convenient that they are here and they can't go scampering off if they feel we're on to them. Yeah, you basically have elves guarding all of their potential exits, so that That's a benefit right now. Or if you think you can continue with the the whole you know, charade, then you Take them back, yeah, and I mean, then they don't know that we have this conversation, so mm-hmm. we have that advantage. And if they want to go That's running true. out in the Ashmore Forest, so <laughs> hey, the, power this, to them. That the bit about um, the laughing—is um, it possible that some other magicy person was acting through them? Almost like possessing. I guess that would be a good word. If only we had a paladin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys haven't, uh, you know, really interrogated anyone. Yeah. That's true. But if we believe that this... Per- so we were told that this was... This is still a, a spell that was put on her to, to kill her. Yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this person would have to know the ways of necromancy. Yes. Which would entail them to probably dip their toe in evil ways. Yes. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, does that? Um, that's I mean, debatable. Right. I don't know. Right, Potentially. I mean, Potentially. I mean, couldn't uh, Aloran, couldn't sure. you do this? We could. Control or, yeah. I mean, so I'm just wondering, is there any power, any any clerics that can help us find any 
I mean, mean detect it's a, evil. It's a all. second level spell to compel truth. Yeah. So, you know, either we can spend another rest or we could find one of the priests from either of the priesthoods who can cast that spell, Zone yep. of Truth. Yep. Well, what about uh, just detecting if somebody's bad? Like detect evil, evil and good? I don't have access to that spell, but I don't know if clerics do. I know paladins do, but... Well, is, yeah. I mean, Shea, again, Shea is a... Again, that's a first level spell. Book. That's Shea pretty a, easy. Shea is one too, right? She could help us? Yeah. 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 I'm imagine it's all in your spell books. I just rolled for Shea, Wait, and she, she would have a spell that could be helpful. I mean, if it's... Elise is going to point it out if they are. Mm-hmm. I may not for certain say, but I don't think there's a spell that detects any kind of... Uh, I think I don't think there's anything that detects their alignment. No, it would just detect evil and good, Correct. basically. Well, then if we could do that, then right, then the one that pops ideal. up as being bad is our sus- primary suspect, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, and then we, you know, rough them up. Well, then you can get the zone of truth on them. All right, that sounds like a plan. Shay, if you could lend us aid in that endeavor. All right. So, uh, what spell do you are you hoping that she has? Uh, detect evil would be what I would hope for starters. All right. So, detect evil and good. It mm-hmm. says you know if there is an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within thirty feet of you. You know if there is a place or object within 30 feet of you that has been magically consecrated or desecrated. Yeah. So it's not quite... Yeah, not like quite. The paladins detect... Yeah. Yeah, they have another thing that Paladin has that's not that spell. It's part of their features of their... Yeah. Who they are. I suppose there's no Paladins in this tree? Uh, There might be, but again, they would be elves, and so they... They probably wouldn't want to help. She is a little reluctant, but she is kind of your friend a now. A paladin wouldn't want to help find someone who killed somebody else? No, they would, but they would be a little more inclined to try to avoid the appearance that the elves so were involved in this. Shay, here is what we are trying to do. Mm-hmm. What spells do you maybe have or know that would help us to do this thing? Um, let's see. Put it back on the DM. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think Zone of He's Truth He's like, I should have rolled zone up Zone of character. Truth. <laughs> um, yeah. It's only a trick if they don't say anything. So what does Zone of Truth say? Uh, magical zone that guards against deception in a 15-foot radius sphere centered on a point of your choice within range. A creature that enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there must make a charisma saving throw. On a failed save, a creature can't speak a deliberate lie while in the radius. You know whether each creature succeeds or fails on its saving throw. So that is really helpful. I mean, we can just get them in a circle. Boom. So, Adoran, can you do that then? I can tomorrow morning. He's got to put his prayer books and and have his prayers ready. So I'll I'll just say that that is that is the spell that she has that oh, she could okay. she could Use. do. Yeah, let's just round him up. Oh yeah, let's get them all in the room and you do that, and then if okay. we'll know if they fail, we'll know they fail. But if they also 
don't if they fail and they don't say anything, that just adds to suspicion. That's right. All right. So you guys return to your quarters on the one branch of this giant tree, mm-hmm. and you um, get up there. I'm just going to place people back where you said they they were, and I'll move. Shay out of the way and put her back with the party. Um, I'll put, uh, where should I put Telford? Did he go with you? Did you guys want him with you? No. 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 Well, we want to call everybody into probably the He's going to be the part of the room. I mean, he needs to be in the zone of truth, too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. they all need if to be anybody. in the zone of truth. I think we should just call a meeting. Like, we're going to have a meeting to yep. tell you what happened. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, you guys come strolling in. To the Lord's quarters? Yeah. Um, and you see, I'll put uh, Coram back in the bedroom here. And uh, I don't have a token for Kartha. And we can say that Karth is officially out of your suspicion since. Uh, um, um, but no, we don't want to do that, though. Right, we want her there because we don't there. make a scene. You can like have her there. She I should just, be in the zone, too. Yeah. In the zone. <laughs> in the zone. Sounds like some kind of like political get the, get, talk get them radio. all on the couches. Uh, I want to be by the door in case somebody wants to make a run for it. Okay. So I'll bring. Uh, Telford down from his room where he was resting uncomfortably. And Coram, you managed to rouse and get out, and he takes a seat on this couch. And Brantis is there. Telford's going to stand over here, I'll say, by this other couch, casually sitting on the arm of the couch. Before we step, I would like to kind of just whisper, uh, set him aside, at put take Elrond aside and say, I mean, Shay's not a suspect, right? I don't She's think. He's like, I heard that. No, I'm just kidding. Well, no, no I don't didn't. see how she would be. <laughs> it's okay. possible, but okay. highly just unlikely. Clarifying. Well, she's casting the zone, so it doesn't really. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what's, That's good for her. Yeah. So everyone's gathered. Yep. You guys want her to cast a spell? Are you saying anything or you just want her to How about while we're just can someone be talking over her? Uh sure. Well everyone's gonna, so good at talking now. Everyone's gonna know they're affected by the spell. Sure. So, All right. so there's no sense in hiding them, it. Let them know. Right. Gonna feel a, a quick sting here. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. so you're letting them know? That this is happening? Yes. Yep. I mean, Thora, I mean, do you want to do this diplomatically? <laughs> <laughs> Make it sound nice. Ugh. Do you want me the good cop? So we had a very interesting and productive meeting in the Heart Heartwood. Heartwood, yeah. In the Heartwood. And uh we have come back to not only share what the information that we have found, but to um, find some new information from the members of this party. 
Brantis looks, uh, glances at Corum quickly and Delford or Telford, and uh, he's like, he's like, oh, what, what, what type of information do you need from us? Did you get us uh, our freedom or not? If you are patient, you we will explain all. I, I just, I Your was. Your blustering is not going to help you right now. What what is the meaning of this? How are you going to ask your questions? One of you killed Ugh. Lady <laughs> there it is. Grey Lash. We're reasonably certain of that. Everybody else is going to get to go free. And we're going to find out the truth right now. So sit down and shut up. <laughs> That's the diplomatic approach. Uh, Don't have time for this nonsense. So Brantus, he is... The he's rapier like, and you got the club. <laughs> We have told you everything that we know. How can you possibly suspect one of us? I've been with Lord Corum here for 22 years now. Yes, and the lady does protest too much. So we're going to do a little spell, and then we're going to ask you the question, and then we'll see what happens. If you have nothing to hide, then you wouldn't have to worry about it. (laughs) Okay, so... Uh, you're going to have Shade do the spell? Yes. Yes. Roll initiative first. Oh. Wow. Uh, okay. You want to do this the hard way, huh? Oh! <laughs> 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 not, not good for... That would be yeah, a, not good for Sergeant. Oh. oh, that makes me nervous what's coming after. That would be a natty 20, so we'll, uh, that's a 24 for me. Wow. That is pretty crazy. You guys have been on a streak the past yeah. couple of weeks. Jeez. Well, I mean, what, we only rolled two dice last time, so <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a 20 and But a they four. were good, yeah. I mean, that... There were three 20s last, last game at least, right? Between those two, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, okay, and uh, Shay. Where did I put Shay? Oh, ditched her. I think you should move Thora like next to me, not in my way. Okay, so everyone in this room, with the exception <laughs> of Tartha, is uh, listed here. And um, now I'm going to them all. I got dibs on Telfart. I've got dibs on Brentus. I'm going to see who attacks me first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's Telford. I think he's too much of a weakling. He's a coward. Mm, I don't think he's a coward. I just don't think he's very wise. But what can I say? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that could be his cover, too. It's, yeah, it's a pretty good cover. Uh, Bjorn, what did you get? 23. 23. Uh, Aleron. 18. Cole Show. 24. Thora. I got the 16, and I was thinking, oh, I, I rolled really well. <laughs> but there you go, 16. All right. Um, all in order. And so Shay starts casting her spell. And the moment she does um, start casting, Brantis sneaks a quick glance at Corum. And Coram nods at him. And you see that 
kind of like before your eyes, they, their forms start to shift and shape, oh, change no. shape. And it's all of a sudden you see two dark elves standing in front of you. What? And you see them pull off. Uh, they both had like, uh, you know, little... Uh, Brantis had like this little circlet that, you know, he had kind of holding his hair back. He pulls that off and throws it on the ground. And you can see Corum, you know, he has like a, you know, like a high lord sort of, you know, gold band around his forehead. He pulls that off, throws it to the ground. And uh, and they both look at you uh, very, very angrily. So I don't think I need to really... Mince any words as I take a few steps and try to kill Brantis in a quick <laughs> series of strokes. <laughs> okay. I have one question. Treachery. Sure. Is are there windows in this room? Uh, there there are gaps. Is there daylight coming into this room? That is a great question. If yes. you worked yeah. on it a little bit, if you tried to hack uh, some, you could probably get daylight to come streaming into this room. This is being lit by candles right now. Uh, for the, most, for the part. most part, okay. yeah. I mean, there's ambient light, but no direct sunlight, okay. and it's not quite bright enough. But if okay. you mm-hmm. put a few strategic holes mm-hmm. in the branches and woven sort of wall of this uh, room, you could definitely bring in enough light to okay. do what you want to do. Um, and you guys remember the the drow had those instructions from Eldzik to mess up these negotiations mm. and you found that other there was some paperwork that mask of mirthful faces or whatever mm-hmm. it was called it's that, the hat of laughing faces oh yeah i'm wearing thing. it right now yeah she's wearing it right now so like one out of like a 25 percent chance of using it in a day and having it cause uncontrollable laughter oh Oh, right. Oh. Oh, that was your clue. Mm, uh, I forgot about that. I'm sort of glad you forgot Good about clue, it. Yeah, it no been kidding. Giveaway. Too obvious, yeah. Well. But, uh, here we are. Call show. Are. You're up. I rage is a bonus action. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just going to step right up to Brentus. All right, do it. And he's going to get my sword, you drow scum. <laughs> Oh, and there's and the there one. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the dice giveth, the dice ticketh away. Oh, the balance. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. So I leap forward and <laughs> I guess just catch, so catch my sword in the sheath a little bit <laughs> and, and, and find myself standing next to him. Okay. And I guess that's all I get to do, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Bjorn. All right. You're so up. You can move me, move me down, though, next okay. time, straight down. Just charge right into his face. Right. He did manage to rage, though, so that was good. going to basically come right through there, and then I'm going to shoot at Corum, though. Really? Okay. Yep. Go for it. <laughs> that's a... Uh, that's only a 14 to hit. Uh, that will not hit. Okay, my second isn't attack. Isn't he flat-footed, though? Oh, there is no yeah, that's Pathfinder 20, again. Uh, 23 to hit? Uh, yes, that uh, hits. Okay. A boy, bonus uh, action to put Hunter's Mark on him. Okay. He has been marked. Uh, 
things. Two, two, That's uh, 12 points of damage. All right. And then I have my uh, third attack as my extra attack for that, and that's a 22 to hit. That is a hit. And that is 15 points of damage. Nice. So a couple of quick shots on the drow formerly portraying Lord Corm Greylash. Um, And it is now their turn. Uh, so you charged up on Brantus here, and he is going to do something to you now. Hopefully something you don't like. He has pulled out a short sword, and he gets a 24. That a hit. Who, uh, me? Yep. Yes, 24 hits me. Okay, and then a miss. So, that's my hurt a little bit. A little sting. Uh, that is three damage piercing. And then get your poison rolls. Yep. Uh, 14 poison damage. So I take half, I mean half of both for me. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So seven and three. So that's 10 total. All right, so he does manage to do something to you. That's good. And missed on his second attack. Did he get to do a DC for the poison to see if he's poisoned? Um, I don't... This is that weird... Yeah, this is just damage. Yeah, this just, is drow poison, right? Yeah. It just does 3d6 poison damage. Um, I think if he... Oh, yeah. If he used his hand crossbow, then okay. you'd have to roll... And Coram, what is he going to do? He's going to do something fun. Leap out the window to his death. He is going to... Um, he is going to cast a spell. And it is going to be a spell that Show has to roll Charisma saving throw <laughs> on. Okay. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Ooh. 18. 18? 18. You're f- I have a plus one. Me. So <laughs> I rolled a 17. <laughs> oh. I'm hot oh, and cold. Oh, God. That just beats the, that just hits the DC. Mm-hmm. Does yes. tie go to you or to yes. me? Oh, yes. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> oh, why can't anything really awesome happen for my guys? In 18 DC, and he made it. It's uh, awesome. That's crazy. I'm like, who doesn't have any that's charisma? A lot, that's a high spell DC. <laughs> yeah, it's that's really crazy. Um, all right. So he is kind of out. Uh, Telford is going to look confused for a second, but then he's going to jump up onto this couch here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to roll to make sure he can do all of that. Yeah, he kind of stumbles and fumbles his way over the couch cushions there. And he comes charging up and he pulls out a uh, rapier. And he's like, have at you, foul creature. And Get he is uh, going to attack Coram. Wow, he did pretty darn good. Good job, Telford. And he does 
five damage to Corum. And Shea is in the middle of casting her spell still and kind of taken out by this whole, uh, you know, caught in the middle of that. So she's just going to try to gather her wits. And I think we're back to Cull Show. No, uh, no, we got Aloran and Thora. And did Coram actually go? He tried. He got yeah, the spell. Yeah. Oh, okay. He tried. He tried. Oh, sorry. Okay. How did we uh, miss? We didn't. She was just throwing a spell. You got everybody. Mm-hmm. The order is all mixed up. Oh, okay. There we go. Now I hadn't ordered things. It. Oh, okay. I didn't descend. So, uh, Aloran, you're actually up. I will step forward and. Uh, Grab that circlet while casting Shadow Guardians. <laughs> I will summon the shadows from amidst the leaves to spin and flit about the room so my enemies can make a wisdom save. All right. So your enemies make wisdom saves. Uh, that is a one, so I'm guessing that's not going to work. no. That is a... I have to actually look this up. Oh, wow. Wow. That is a 17. Okay, that'll make it. Okay. Okay. So, Brantus failed miserably. Okay. So, we'd be looking only at 14 points of damage. 14. Well, that's significant, though. And anything else? Nope. That'll do it. Okay. Thora, your turn. Uh, I will try an Eldritch Blast at Corum. All right. Uh, the first one is a 27. That is going to hit. All right. And so that is uh, 11 damage. Nice. And then the second one uh, is a 16. Uh, no, that All does right. not hit. But 11 damage, chipping away at Corum. Call show. You're up. I'm gonna. So I have advantage now. With, mm-hmm. so yep. That is super sweet. Because Bjorn's flanking. Uh, so that will be a 25 to hit on the first one. Uh, that will hit. Uh, and only a 13 on the second one. Uh, does not hit. For eight damage. Eight damage. All right. So you managed to recover from the last turn as you stumbled into the fight and... Uh, Don't quite have my rhythm yet, though. <laughs> I, haven't I was your not rhythm. expecting dark elves. <laughs> Bjorn, you're up. All right. I'll go after Coram again. It's a 19. Uh, that hits. And then it's a sneak attack damage because he is fighting with another person. So that is... Gonna 14 hurt. points of damage. All right. Not that much. And then I will use my second attack again, and that is 29. Definitely a hit. And that is uh, 15 points of damage. And then I'll use a bonus action to hit one more time, and that's a 28. And that is another uh, 15 points of damage. Wow. That really hurt. So... He is uh, looking a little worse for wear. And then I'll holler out loudly, daylight. They don't like daylight. <laughs> they don't like the daylight. Um, let's see. I have another spell here. Um, 
Well, that's not going to be cast on you, I'm afraid. So he's going to turn, uh, uh, ignoring Telford, but he's turning towards the source of all this damage that he has been taking. And he is going to cast a spell at you. And you need to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. It wouldn't be a fear spell by any chance, would it? Uh, no. Okay. It's a natural 20. <laughs> natural 20. So, uh, 23. Wow. Oh, my God. This is going to be so good, too. Oh. It would have been so good. <laughs> so, he casts the spell. Uh, I have to look at it here just to make sure. Um, oh, you still take half as much. So, oh. it's still going to hurt, just not as much as I really wanted. Um, I need more dice for this. Wow. Uh, eight. Oops. And eight. Thirty-two damage. Is that half? What? That is halved. Wow. What? It, you better uh, have some really cool magic weapons on you. <laughs> it was a potential uh, uh, uh. life ender for you. Um, but it wasn't. <laughs> but it wasn't because twenty. I told you not to trust Drow. Uh, Brantis now is going to uh, take a couple more slashes at our buddy Cole Show here, and that is a miss, and that is a one. So he's done. Um, Shay has recovered and she sees that you have been racked with this necrotic damage, Bjorn, mm-hmm. and she is going to cast Cure Wounds on you. That's so sweet of her. Um, so you get a total of, oh, uh, three hit points back. <laughs> Something. Am I surprised that a cleric healed me? <laughs> Where did that come from? Some people are into that. <laughs> if that's your thing. If that's your thing. I mean, they're all different Not branches kind of, cleric, of right? clericness. And uh, now, uh, Telford is going to take another slash at Corum. And he is going to miss. But he's still very much uh, annoying him and shouting at him. Elrond. Okay, well, uh, they get their wisdom save again. All right. Uh, Brantis makes it this time. And look at that. They both made it. Dang it. I'm going to summon a spiritual weapon as a bonus action. I'm going to have that attack Brantis. Um, Let me grab your spiritual weapon here. And you're going to have it attack... Brantis? Yes. So right there's perfect. Oh, right there's perfect? Mm-hmm. All right. And go for it. And that's going to be a 20 to hit. And that will hit. And that is 10 points of damage. Dang. So Brantis is looking really, really injured now as well. And I will throw a shadow bolt at Brantis as well. Dang. Ugh, that's going to miss. 
All right. Thora, what do you got? I, I will blast Quorum uh, again. Okay. Uh, no, that is a 17. Uh, no, does not do it. And the next one is a 17. So there we go. <laughs> Couple of near misses. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna roll for something here. Uh, oh wow! So I will say that your missed shots have been hitting around the woven walls behind Corum. So now there's more light streaming in. So next time, unless he moves out of the way, he will be at disadvantage for attacking. That's right. Uh, call show. Oh, okay. Come on. Just going to be focused swinging here. I just rolled a pair of twos on the first attack. That's amazing. Uh, there we go. And a 22. Uh, that will hit. All right. For 14 damage. 14 damage. That hurts. Um, put some mighty gashes in... This drow in front of you. I hate you, drow scum. And uh, he growls at you, but it's, you can tell like the fight's almost out of him. Bjorn, you're up. Going to scream at Corum. You're going to die, you filthy drow. All right. First attack. It's a 22 to hit. Uh, that is a hit. And that's a sneak attack as well. Are we attacking again? Uh, Corum, okay, because he's on someone else's attacking him, so I get a sneak attack attack on that. So that's nine plus fourteen, so that's twenty points of damage. All right, on my second attack, that's a eighteen, so that's probably a miss. Uh, that is a hit. Okay, and that's nine, so that's uh fifteen points of damage. Wow, we use a bonus action to one more time, and that's not going to hit. It's a sixteen. All right. Now, Corum is going to take a step away from that area. Telford is going to get an attack of opportunity, and he rolls a one. So, sorry, Telford. Um, and Corum is going to try one more spell, and he is going to cast it upon... Let's gotta see if I can do this actually. Um I think call show again. Oh. So he has to do a saving throw or Yeah. Because he has disadvantage. Yes. So he, yes, he can do it. So <laughs> he's going to cast it on Call Show and um it's a charisma save again. Really? Yep. Uh, Somebody's got to fail. Would that give him advantage if that's disadvantage on a D, on a, or is that just an attack? Well, I moved uh, moved him out of the way. Oh, gotcha. So he should be fine. So that is an eleven, uh, and that would be a failure. Oh. So show you have been transported to another plane of existence. What? He blinks out of existence on this plane just disappears and now you have been banished to a harmless demiplane and you are incapacitated well that's rude <laughs> so uh, I will leave you where you're at but I will put a little mark on you to uh, 
Wow. It's <clears throat> a good spell. Yeah. So he's out of the fight for now. And Brantis is going to turn and attack our friend Bjorn. And that is a 18. I'm so sick of drow right now. <laughs> 18 hit you? Yeah. Yep. And uh, 19. Those both hit. So let's do the rolling here. Ooh, that's going to hurt. And that's also going to hurt. So that is uh, 15 um, regular damage and then poison. What does that look like? Do you have any resistance to poison? No. Oh, no. Ooh, bad rolls. Um, and that is... Uh, 14 more damage. So when you say bad rolls, does that mean bad for us? <laughs> well, it wasn't good for me. Uh, Ron is looking wobbly. He is looking very wobbly. Um, Shay. Shay. <laughs> help me, Shay. Uh, she is going to spend another spell slot here and cast Cure Wounds, but at a higher level. So... Um, okay. So let's see. And that is 15 hit points back. Nice. So hopefully that prevents you from totally collapsing. Telford is going to jump onto this next couch in a very dramatic fashion. Have at you! And he's going to slash again at Corum. And he gets another hit. Good for him. And that's a pretty good roll. So he does 12 damage to Corum. And Corum needs to roll to see if he can maintain his concentration on this spell. And he does. Elrond, you're up. Okay, so wisdom saves for the Shadow Guardians. And that is a 12 for Brantis. And a 23 for 22 for Corum. Uh, 21 to Brantis. Ouch. Really? Yeah. 48. And Brantis drops. Nice. As a result of your shadow guardians. Okay. Well, Ilo's dagger will turn and stab at Corum. All right. And that will fail. And I will blast him with a swath of shadow. Okay. And that would be a 23. That is going to hit. Okay. Get ready for some dice. <laughs> oh, no. Might as well make your concentration saving throw. Yeah, you? I should uh, I'll try that. Yeah, I'm mean, seventy six. You're dead. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of high dice. Okay, that would be a twenty eight. Oh, oh my God! You will not believe this. How I many hit points does he have? Twenty nine. He has twenty nine hit points, doesn't he? Has twenty eight hit points. He has twenty eight. He has twenty eight. Sweet. Corum goes down, unconscious. Kalsho 
pops back in from whatever Loink. crazy plane he Swinging was on. wildly. Wait, wait, what, <laughs> what happened? What, where was I? Did I win? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, wow, fight's over. Um, that was rougher than I expected. Right. Yeah, they were pretty tough. Yeah. If, you know, if I could have uh, gotten Cole Show the first time or if he didn't roll a 20 on his save. You guys might have had two people completely out of the fight, which would have been. Yeah, I was I was looking at Bjorn there. He was yeah another yeah. good hit from being out permanently. Oh, yeah, I'm feisty. If we yeah. didn't, didn't didn't have Shay helping us out, we'd be in trouble. I can do a lot of damage. Well, Telford, I mean, he yeah. was a huge help he, too. He did something. I can do a lot of damage, but my EC isn't too hot. No, yeah. <laughs> no, you did. You guys did well. You handled that well. That was good. Um, I so, think we should keep Shay. Yeah. Keep right. Her. <laughs> like uh, like I am going pet. to go over <laughs> and search Karim. All right. When I say just filthy things to him. So you can see that they are wearing uh, pretty typical drow armor. You do see the that same insignia. Okay. Uh, the, dragon. The, the dragon. The dragon. Mm. Um, so you know that these were indeed uh, some kind of agents of Zuna Luzane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... That all matches up now that you've, you know, pieced it all together. Um, and uh, on this drow, Corum, you do find something of interest. A cloak of some kind that is magical in nature. Okay. And uh, you can cast a spell to see, but that, that's about it. Okay. I mean, they're traveling uh, very incognito, of course. Um, they took turns, you know, pretending to be Lord Corum or whoever was needed at any given time. You got the one bracer, right? Uh, the circlet? Yeah. Yeah. Or pick up the crown. Yeah, so you guys have three of these things now. Again, there is obviously a downside to them. So that's the same thing as what your hat was? Mm-hmm. Yep. Disguising you? Yep. Basically disguise yourself. Um, there's a one in four chance, I think, of uncontrollable laughter. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I'm going to uh, go lay down on that bed. Okay. <laughs> so um, I will go ahead and do a ritual identify. I'm going to suggest that Shay um, go communicate what we have found to the king and queen. Okay. So she will heal up Bjorn as best as she can. It's very nice of her. And then she will rush off and do all of that. So I'll say her spells are maxed out after combat. So you're basically all healed up, Bjorn. Thank you. They should probably call it their guards and stuff. I mean, this is drow inside the Elven City. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah dark elves yeah. in their city. Yeah. Um, so she like nods and is like, yes, I must, I must tell the king and queen. I, I will return as soon as I can. Take care. And then she rushes off and um, goes to tell the guards. And um, yeah, there's a cloak and you are casting a spell and this cloak turns out to be uh, cloak of Arachnida. I've heard of these cool. before. So it is a fine, finely woven black silk cloak with faint silvery threads 
Um, the wearer has resistance to poison damage. Mm -hmm. uh, the wearer is also granted a climbing speed equal to their walking speed. Wow. Um, they can move up, down, and across vertical surfaces and upside down along ceilings while leaving their hands free. That might have been on my list, guys. Is that not... If, <laughs> if you give this to Bjorn, is it not going to be the creepiest thing ever to have Absolutely. a halfling crawling around shooting at you from the ceiling? Um, and from the, just what happened, resisting the poison is probably good. It's probably good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... You can't be caught in webs of any sort, nope. and you can move through webs as if they were difficult terrain. And uh, you can use an action to cast the web spell. It's um, kind of fun. And it's you can like only do that in once per day, I think. <laughs> Just to let you know. All right. So you do manage to find that. It's silvery. Is it? Is it a little bit of Liverace to it? Uh, there's a little, yeah, if you uh, wanted to. Nice. Yeah. It's a little bedazzled. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fancy. I'm uh, so fancy. I, I like to dress it up. I like to look good. <laughs> um, look good, fight good. Yeah, I think I think the you know the next level of your knighthood probably is all all glitters. It's all also rhinestones, and yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, so uh, Shay returns a little bit later with a bunch of guards. She tells you that the king and queen have been alerted. You know, they are um, sending out guards and they're doing whatever. Gandolin is organizing some um, sort of, uh, uh, he wants to analyze one of these things, if you can spare one, so they can kind of tell what sort of magic they're dealing with and hopefully detect it to see if there's anyone else wandering around in the elven capital. So if one of you wants to spare one of these hats, anyone? No one? I, I don't have any use for I have disguised self, so. Okay. So you're going to spare yours. And so they take that back. One of the guards takes it back. I don't need it. Okay. And uh, that's it. You guys have solved the mystery. Wow. This mystery. <laughs> and and uh, Elrond has a pop-pop. That's right. <laughs> and he's not a murderer. He's not a murderer. <laughs> so it's such a relief. Because yeah. I was ready to send him to jail or <laughs> kill him myself. He's kind of a jerk, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, right. He's, he's kind of a jerk. Well, you know. You can win him over. Yeah. The, the nuts doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I love you, Uh Well, good job, guys. It was a good fight, and you pulled through. So we'll yeah, leave yeah. it there for this week. And oh, yeah. Catch you next week for right. okay. God. Well, it'll be a whole new phase of this right. adventure. We can get out of this place. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.